Hello, welcome to the Mediocre Takes podcast, the podcast where we talk about our mediocre takes on the shows and movies we watch. I'm Mark, and I'm here with my co-host Mel. How are you doing, Mel? I called out one of my D&D friends today in our campaign this morning. It felt really girl power. He was co-DMing and it was really annoying. We had a DM and then he would sort of, the DM would say something and he would sort of chime in and we'd fight a character and he'd be like, oh, I know what this character does. I kind of realized I'm bad at roleplay, so I'm really bad at roleplay and acting, so I just can't do it. I'm still kind of interested in it, but... I would love to DM a game for you. Yeah, DM. Um, so whenever you decide to do that, I'll be down. Today we're talking about Hell of a Boss Season 2, Episode 3. I am starting to have problems with Season 2. This episode starts off with another fat joke. Then Millie comes in with a bad mood and explains that she saw her ex, and her ex kept on talking about how he has money now and is so much better now. Blitz gets a call from a client. They go to the greed ring. We learn that greed is where Moxie's from. We find out that the client that called Blitz is Moxie's dad. Moxie's dad says that they'll start business talk when someone else comes in. The person who comes in is a new character called Chaz. We learn that Moxie and Millie both dated Chaz at one point. We learn about Moxie's backstory and how you met Chaz. We learn that Chaz left Moxie after a heist or during a heist and Moxie got thrown into jail and that's how he met Blitz. Moxie's dad says that Chaz is going to become part of the family and Moxie will release his holdings so that he can be free. Then we learn that Moxie's dad has something else planned. He slaps Moxie and yells at him. He tells Moxie that he's getting married to Chaz even though he's already married. We get a backstory of Moxie's dad and mom fighting and we learn that Moxie's dad killed his mom. Moxie's dad tells him he's getting married tomorrow to Chaz. Moxie goes to his room to sleep without Millie and Chaz is there. Chaz tries to have sex with Moxie, but Moxie kicks him out. Then Chaz tries to have sex with Millie, and Millie kicks him out. Chaz tries to have sex with Blitz, and Blitz is all like, no. Neil's like, yeah. After Blitz and Chaz have sex, Blitz realizes that something with Chaz isn't right. Blitz finds out that Chaz isn't rich, and before he can tell anyone, Chaz knocks out Blitz. Moxie says that he's not going through with the marriage, but before he can fight back, they knock him out. Millie finds Blitz and they break into the wedding. Then a fight ensues. Millie and Blitz get Moxie and Blitz reveals that Chaz isn't even rich. The episode ends with Moxie's dad hanging up Chaz's teeth after killing him and him throwing a knife at a photo of Moxie. And that's the end of the episode. Okay, so my first question is, why didn't they just kill Moxie's dad? I guess that they have to have him so that he can come back in the future as another villain. But like, man, I just wish they killed him. They know that he's gonna come back eventually, I guess. I do not like how this show is kind of sexist. Like, they literally talk about how Moxie and Millie both date Chaz, but instead of getting some development on both Moxie and Millie, we only get Moxie's development instead of Millie's development. Like, I really just want a Millie episode at this point. Also, I hate how the writers won't let Moxie have a real moment in this show. Like, every time he's about to do something cool, they always are like, how about we sideline him? Like when he was fighting Striker, Luna came in and stopped Moxie from shooting Striker and ending that and letting Striker live. And now Moxie was about to stand up against his dad, but they tased him before he could do anything, which is literally very laughable. Why is there a jail in hell? It's kind of like how people have uh, little little fish bowls in aquariums. Like, literally everyone is a criminal in this series, so why should there be, a, like, a jail? Like, shouldn't there be gangs or something like that instead of, like, a government? Because, like, just doesn't make sense to me. Because they're all criminals, and 
Like, so why is there a jail? Why is there a prison when everyone's a criminal, when they're in hell? Like, the world building just doesn't make sense, in my opinion. There is a hierarchy in prison. You have the normal people, right? Who maybe mm -hmm. like, you know, a burglary, sold drugs, right? And there are levels to this, right? And then there's like the bottom of the bottom, you know, child abusers and sex offenders. Like they're, they're down there. So there are levels to this. So the jail cell, to me, it makes sense. Even in some of the worst places, there are still like personal rules and laws they go by. Yeah, I kind of agree with you on that. I guess, I guess you kind of did change my mind a little bit. Just a smidge. I'm giving you a little I'll bit. take it. The more I watch the show, the less I think it's thought out as season one was. Like season two wasn't that thought out, but season one was really done well. Like season one was so plotted out, but season two isn't. For example, when Moxie and Blitz get high off of that gas, when they got kidnapped, we see hints of what happened in Blitz's past and his trauma. But when we get to Moxie's hallucinations, his trauma is nowhere to be found. And all we get is his relationship with Blitz and nothing to do with how his dad abused him or how his mom is dead. It would have been so much cooler if we got hints of Moxie's backstory during that moment. So we could have gone full circle in this episode. God, I love how insecure Moxie is. Also, Marco, was Blitz quote unquote researching furry porn? Did you see <laughs> what was on the papers that uh moxie what, what was uh, on there threw around the one of the one photo that i saw was of these two beings and i think it was like a horse suit kissing i'll add like a little voiceover if there's if i see that because that's wild hand on my heart i swear i saw him okay <laughs> Uh, yeah, I just okay. want to see it for myself. Okay, hello, editing Marco here. So I did a little bit of checking and I enhanced some images, you know, in those like spy films where they're like, stop, enhance, do, do other stuff. That's what I did, basically. I looked at the clip in Hello Boss and apparently there is a photo of these two imps dressed as horses, kissing and making out. And I guess it is technically like, furry stuff which is so weird to think about um i don't know why blitz is into that stuff i think he's just specifically into horses maybe that's it um but blitz is a weirdo you guys just want to let you guys know that this got real dark and i've noticed that a lot of shows that aren't strictly dramas tend to do this like the first season is pretty surface level whatever amount of additional seasons are greenlit it gets darker and darker. It becomes more linear. It's no longer sort of a one and done episode, but there are certain things that happen in each episode that sort of uh, show up in other episodes. And there are these plots, but also subplots, very smaller subplots. And this is me just being a little bit of a hater, honestly. I think that Millie's acidic hatred for, um, what was the shark guy's name? What was his name? Chaz. Chaz is so correct and valid. The blatant child abuse? Yuck. And I think when you're going to have such a heavy scene, I don't really think you can cut the tension with a bunch of dildos. And that's why I was saying the tone is all over the place. It was so strange and it's just, it's a weird icky thing for me to see personally. And then for Blitz to just like fuck Chaz. At this point, it feels like Stolas doesn't exist anymore. I know that we've sort of been in uh, in season two, we've been focusing on the uh, the backgrounds of each of the characters. The story between Stolas and Blitz just sort of seems non-existent at this point, or it's just really strange to see 
blitz just fuck everyone yes in the next episode we get more of stolen stuff all right i haven't seen that yet I i'm going episode by episode the animation was high quality that millie fight scene was amazing so very beautiful yeah i will give this show credit even though i'm starting to fall off love with it the animation is always top notch overall I did not love this episode. I'm slowly falling out of love with this episode. I think it's just not that well thought out. Like, like the, some of the pop points don't make sense when you think about season one. But I still love the animation. I still love the characters, kind of. And I still love the voice acting. I did not find it funny when the tone suddenly switched from abuse to, like, gay jokes. Like, yeah, it's, it's kind of a mixed feeling I have with this show right now. But hopefully it does get better in the future. This was the lore drop I was waiting for. Though not a fan of watching abuse, I don't think the writing around it was good at all. I was a bit disappointed because I'm still waiting for a Millie Moxie episode, especially a Millie episode that I don't think we will get for a while. I don't think the show has done a really good job of juggling really touchy deep serious subjects and the humor that we've grown to know um that it has hopefully they find a really good balance for that in the future but so far i don't think they've done a good job they have had really good serious moments nothing as serious as this and i really think they dropped the ball on that it is my time to shine Hello everyone and welcome to a little segment I like to call the Mediocre Minute. This is a tiny little micro moment where me and Marco recommend books, comics, music, games, and more for all of you to check out when we do not post a video for a month. I will go first. My recommendation is the video game Sayonara Wild Hearts. It's an arcade slash rhythm slash seizure, uh, seizure inducer game with an amazing synth pop album to complement it. I love the art style. I love the story. I love how every level of this game is slightly or completely different. Really keeps you on your feet. It's just a beautiful game overall. And the cherry on top to this is that Queen Latifah is the narrator. Okay, so my recommendation is the Binti Trilogy by Nnedi Okorafor. So I really love science fiction books, and the Binti Trilogy by Nnedi Okorafor is an African futurism trilogy. African futurism is basically when a story takes place as science fiction in Africa. This trilogy basically follows our main character, Binti. They're a specific type of people who put this like orange mud on themselves. A lot of people are like act actually like racist towards them for the fact that they the fact that they put mud on themselves. And she's not really wanting to go to the school that the entire group goes into. So instead she decides to run away from home and go into a different college. But while she's on the ship going to a different college, the ship is taken over by aliens, other aliens, and it's up to her and her wits and a way to survive throughout the first book. This is a really amazing novella series. The first book is really good. The second book is absolutely amazing and yeah it's just a really amazing book series although the last book isn't that great anyways you guys that's our thoughts on huffle boss season 2 episode 3 if you want to send us a voice message on anchor there'll be a link in the description to do so we also have an instagram twitter tiktok and threads that are at midtakes pod and we have a youtube channel that's at the mediocre takes podcast and we plan on uploading a new video that's kind of different from what we usually upload so be sure to check that out when it comes out i'll let you guys know when it comes out and that's everything so Goodbye.